Girlfriends, episode number 77, Abiding in God's Word with Elizabeth Foss. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, we have a great conversation with the writer Elizabeth Foss, who also happens to be a dear friend, and she's sharing about her newest project, which is a scripture study just for women. I can't wait to share it with you. Let's get started. Hey, girlfriends. How are you? Thanks for being here. Thanks for showing up for another episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. I'm glad you're here with me. I'm pre-recording this a little bit. I always feel like I need to be honest with you about what time I'm in. So um, I've got my weekend retreat coming up. Not a retreat. Well, it is a retreat. It's a family retreat in Troy, Vermont that I've been telling you about. So I'm doing some work preparing for that. Then I'm going to be traveling for that. And then next week... Um, I'm when this podcast comes out, I'm going to be actually in Boston at Catholic TV, recording a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of episodes of The Gist. So um, I'm really looking forward to that. It's great. We pretty much do it once a year. We've got this down now. So those of you who know, I have this weekly show on Catholic TV, The Gist. It's a women's talk show. Um, you can check it out at CatholicTV.com. You can see all the episodes on demand there, or you can get Catholic TV on your Roku if you don't have it through your cable provider, or um, I think some people might get it through DirecTV. I'm going to have to update that and check on that. Um, I do know it's available through some people's cable companies, especially in the New England area, but all across the country and even in Canada, I hear from people who watch Catholic TV in Canada. So I'm pretty excited to be spending some time doing that, but it's a crazy week and it's exhausting. Um, But, you know, I hear from people all the time. They're like, oh, you're in Boston once a week because they know the show's on once a week. Uh, No, it doesn't work that way. (laughs) Although I could possibly do that. That's not how we have the show arranged. It's actually a two-hour drive for me without traffic, and there always is traffic to get to Boston. Um, But the way we do it is we come in, and Rachel Balducci, my friend um, who lives in Georgia, is one of the co-hosts along with me, and Carolee McGrath, who's um, local to Massachusetts. And we go in and we spend uh, five days, five weekdays generally, recording shows. So by the end, we have like 13 episodes done, plus all of like the promotional stuff and interviews and all of that stuff. So it's pretty exhausting. It's pretty intense (laughs) during the week. So I'm anticipating that I'm not going to get around to recording the podcast on my usual schedule. But that works out great because um, this week we actually have a fun interview that I recently did. I want to share this conversation that I had with my good friend Elizabeth Foss, who I've known for years. Um, Elizabeth is just a little bit ahead of me in the, in the motherhood stages. And so I've really enjoyed knowing her and sharing with her and reading everything that she shares online through the years, um, and connecting with her personally, because I find it's helpful to have somebody who's just a little bit ahead of you in the uh, family life game, because you can kind of anticipate what's to come. I have a sister who's a little bit ahead of me, but even more so, um, Elizabeth has always been in that next stage. Like I remembered, um, she had high schoolers and she was homeschooling for high school. And I was like, I wonder what that's like. And and then she had kids going off to college. And I was like, hi, oh, I wonder what that's like. And it, it, soon enough, it's my turn. Um, and now she's a grandmother. And so I'm looking ahead to that thinking, huh, I wonder what that's like. And um, Elizabeth shares so beautifully about her blessed life. Anyway, we're having a conversation today about her new scripture study, which is Take Up and Read. So I'm going to have all the links in the show notes to all of that information. But in the meantime, I hope you just enjoy this conversation conversation between me and Elizabeth Foss. Take a listen. Hey everyone, I am so happy to be welcoming a special guest and a dear friend on Girlfriends here today. Elizabeth Foss is here with us. Elizabeth is a wife, a mother, and a grandmother. She writes a longtime regular column in the Arlington Catholic Herald. She has written books, one of them even with me, so we'll have to check that out, put the link in the show notes to Small Steps for Catholic Moms. She also has written journals and homeschool curricula, and she shares beautifully about her blessed life and about her work through blogging and social media. In her most recent project, Elizabeth is founder and chief content director of Take Up and Read, which is a brand new scripture study for women. You can find out more about all that Elizabeth is up to at elizabethfoss.com. Welcome, Elizabeth. I'm so happy you're here with me today. 
Hi there. I'm so happy to be here. It's just always so fun to get to catch up with you. I know. I know. I always feel like doing these interviews for the podcast gives me a good excuse to reconnect with people that I don't often have the time to, you know, just have our nice long conversations yeah, with. So I know. now this is giving us a perfect excuse to reconnect and get caught up a little bit. And I love that you are here today to talk specifically, but we can talk about whatever we want, um, to specifically talk about take up and read. Let's start there, Elizabeth. Can you share with us a little bit about what that project is and how it came to be? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sit back and relax, dear listener. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Hold on. No, I, I mean, because this one's been a long, long time brewing. Sure. Um, okay, so so take up and read. Gosh, that's like the, it sounds strange to me even right now to say like that's the new ministry because mm-hmm. it's just so new. Um, but, um, so the book came first, uh, we have a book out, uh, just released last week called consider the lilies and it's available exclusively on Amazon. Mm-hmm. So it came before take up and read cause we did things a little upside down. Um, I've wanted, oh, for at least a decade, I've wanted to, um, share with other women, um, how much I love my time with the Bible in the morning. I just mm-hmm. really, like, that's a habit that I love as much as I love my long walks and runs and whatever. Like, that's just what feeds me. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so when you, you have a habit that, like, well, when you're a writer and you have a habit that you love, um, you want to write about it. Right. So um, I don't even remember, like, where that habit of daily digging deep in scripture started. Like I was trying to think about that this morning, like how long have I been doing this? And I definitely remember doing it, um, nursing my second child and he's 25 now. So it's been a long time. Um, and it's really been a sustaining source of grace, like my whole adulthood. Like I look back at times that were hard or where I felt kind of adrift Mm -hmm. and they never are, tied to times where I like there'll there'll be times where I fell away from the habit and then I look back on times that like were really hard times but I was doing this faithfully and I identify more grace Mm -hmm. there and see it there so so I mean that's a lot of words to say I really really do love to read the bible like that's a real thing for me um and and I think you know probably it's because I'm a word person right and I that's how I interpret the world language, you know? Yeah. Like if you can put a word to it and, and if you can write it or read it, cause, um, speaking is not always kind of my way of doing things. Um, mm-hmm. but, but writing and reading, I'm all about it. So mm-hmm. it would make sense that that's how I, God would become the most real or the, now nah, I don't know. I mean, he's real in other ways, but very real. Right. He's, he's speaking to us in these words. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I, kind of, I mean, not always, but for a long time, the thought has been with me that, um, that our, our intimate relationship with God, um, is just that it's, it's like, it's like marriage in the way that, that he wants us, you know, he's jealous for our time and attention. And, um, and if we reduce that to only a physical relationship, like just showing up at mass and consuming the Eucharist, then it's like being married and skipping all the conversation. You know, he he wants to have words with us. He wants us to engage in dialogue and, um, and he gives, he, he offers us the possibility for rich conversation. But if we don't ever open the book, Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, it's like your husband following you around wanting to tell you something and, you know, you're too busy doing whatever to look him in the face and listen to what he's saying. Right. So, so that's kind of like my passion where that's concerned. And, um, and then in the back of Ryan, there's always the idea that, um, uh, particularly as Catholics, um, Catholic liturgy is steeped in scripture. You know, we, it's amazing. A lot of people aren't even aware of how scripture's woven through the liturgy. Right. And, and they don't necessarily, because it's so familiar, they've lost the ability to really listen when they hear it. Mm-hmm. 
And then Catholic women don't know where to get started and how to find resources to keep them going with the Bible habit. So, mm-hmm. yeah, or they feel like it's too daunting. You know, uh-huh. I mean, they, they'll, they'll, yeah, I know there are people listening right now who heard you talk about reading the Bible every morning. They're like, oh, my gosh, good for you. But I could never <laughs> manage it. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, yeah, you yeah. Know, it's a, it's, and it's a lot of times it's a habit that we didn't observe growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we uh, it was I mean, it's not funny, but it's kind of pathetic. But um, I have a cousin who um, wrote about. Um, about her growing up and she she grew up in a I don't know nominal Catholic home mm-hmm. a, a not a, you know a culturally Catholic right. home maybe mm-hmm. um, and, and she talks about I read this on her website she's now an evangelical Christian but um I, she talks about, you know, how they had a beautiful Bible and it sat on a stand and no one ever touched it. Mm-hmm. And that was her experience of the Bible growing up. And I think that, um, that can be the experience of a lot of people. And, um, and so we just, we don't know where to begin. Mm-hmm. Um, so at first I wanted to write about Bible study, like why to have one and mm-hmm. why, you know, and, and, and I've done some of that, but then, like I've felt this huge tug to actually start writing the studies. Um, and it's, it's a kind of writing that I have, I've kind of grown into and really love to do. Um, so I had a chance to do that with West she for Advent last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for Lent this year. And, uh, I love the writing of it. Mm-hmm. I, I just, really, really enjoyed the actual process of writing those things. Um, and then, um, once the books were released, I sort of discovered that, um, I really liked having people read it too. Yeah. (laughs) It's fun to Mm -hmm. share it and to see kind of what God, like, because whenever you write a reflection on Bible and you put it out there, but then you're giving people the verses and you're saying, okay, so this is what I got. What do you got? Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's really cool to, to share that in community. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I really enjoyed that. So then I decided that I would write another book. Um, and I also decided that it's kind of, ridiculous to think that you can write, you know, one after another through the year by yourself. Right. Because that's kind of impossible. It is. It is. I've done similar writing and I find it exhausting. I mean, I, yeah. um, And so I got together with a small collective of other writers and to, to write it to, together mm-hmm. and to edit it. And even then I'm finding that, oh boy, one after another, this is kind of a, a, a lot. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot. It's a whole lot. But so we started working on this one and it's called Consider the Lilies. And, um, and, uh, we got it written and ready to roll, but we didn't have a place for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the past, that's kind of always where I'd gotten stuck in my thinking um, because I'm not a web person and in this world, you really do need to design a webcast for it. Right. And, um, you have to, uh, promote it via social media and you have to get the word out there in a million places. And if you do all that, how are you going to take care of these nine children and all their <laughs> friends? <laughs> and, um, and, you know, how are you going to write the next one if you're doing this one? Right, right. Um, but this time we already had the book and it was like, oh boy, either this book's going to sit here and no one's going to know about it or I'm going to do all those things that I said that I couldn't do, like create a website and start getting the word out and pushing outside of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so I feel like God totally pushed me. Um, <laughs> I, you know, you begin with the passion and the passion was the writing and then the writing's there and you're like, okay, now I have to do the stuff, the mm-hmm. other stuff. 
So, um, but he sent you good people who I've been seeing. (laughs) He sent me people and, and that was a really cool thing. I mean, there have been a lot of really cool things the last couple of months, but every time I would say, okay, I really need a specific answer to this prayer. Like it was like, he was beating me over the head, you know? Okay. You want specific prayers? Yes. (laughs) And, um, and, And sometimes it was specific as in, all right, I'm going to slam this door shut. And sometimes it was specific as in, oh, you need a person for that? Well, here's one. Mm-hmm. And um, and it did. It, it's worked out. I mean, we've had lots of glitches, and I, I can't at all say, oh, this was just a you know, walk in the meadow. Mm-hmm. Um, consider the lilies of the field out here <laughs> in the meadow. <laughs> um, it's been really, really hard work. But I can say that he's provided everything we've needed so far. Right. So, um, so we have a website, and I think it's kind of beautiful. You know, well, tell us it, the URL so people can check okay. it out. So you can find us at takeupandread.org. Mm-hmm. And right now it's a little bit quiet, but the intent is that on July 10th, we start, the book is organized day by day. So we'll start studying it day by day together. So on July 10th, that day's discussion will pop up. And if you're a mom at home with a bunch of little kids, then you can't get out and have a Bible study in real life. Mm-hmm. which is where I was for a lot of times, mm-hmm. a lot of years. Sure. Um, we want to be there. If you just are bubbling up and you want to chat, we'll be there to chat with you. Um, but um, if if you do want to gather a group, we've got that too. Um, we created um, a group guide that's available at the website for free. Mm-hmm. And, um, it kind of takes you week by week. I mean, it's not really organized according to week, but if you were to do it week by week, we've provided group questions and some recipes and some hints on gathering groups. And okay. that's all there at the website that we created to support the book that we wrote before the website. <laughs> um, so that's there. And, um, and but, so anyway, the book, the book is available now. We're going to study it in community on July 10th, but it's not bound to the calendar. It's not like a liturgical year kind of book. So you could pick it up anytime. Oh, okay. You know, it's, it's a, it's a whenever kind of. But if people want to do it with you in real time this summer, beginning July 10th, that would be the date to begin. Yep. Yep. So they would want to get it now and it's only available at Amazon. We, um, we publish through Amazon, so mm-hmm. Amazon is taking care of all the shipping and all the delivering and everywhere in the world, except right now I can't seem to get them to talk to Australia, but um, <laughs> I don't know why. Um, it's in Japan, but it, it's not in Australia. I, I can't quite figure oh that gosh. out, but um, but they, you know, it's, it's very available that way. Great. Amazon is kind of ubiquitous. Yes. Um, <laughs> that much so, is true. Yeah. So takeupandread.org, people can go to takeupandread.org and find out more about the study. And then there's there's, um, links there to order their copy of Consider the Lilies, right? Right. Okay. Right. Yep. So the the name of the web, the name of the ministry is Take Up and Read. And the name of the book is Consider the Lilies. Why don't you tell us a little bit about those names? Where did you get them? (laughs) (laughs) It's all about the name, right? It is. It is. And I love it. So tell us the story behind the names. I'm kind of loving the name right now. Um, So the name, the name Take Up and Read comes from um, a pivotal experience that St. Augustine describes in Confessions. Mm -hmm. He was sitting in the yard one day and he was totally at the end of himself. Like he had just been out being just a wild child. And, um, he flings himself to the ground and he's weeping, like just sobbing and like big gushing wails. And he's describing this in his book. And mm-hmm. He asks God how long he's going to be angry with him, how long God will be angry with Augustine. And then he suddenly see, hears um, voices chanting, take up and read, take up and read over and over again. And he kind of realizes that there, there would be nobody around who could be chanting that. And mm-hmm. So he thinks, well, maybe this is like God talking to him. And he goes, there's a Bible there, and he goes and he flips it open to the first chapter that it, you know, it, wherever it falls open, he, he starts to read. Um, and it was Romans 13, 13, which is all about turning away from debauchery. Uh-huh. Um, 
And his whole life changed in that moment. And, you know, St. Augustine went on to live this life of enormous faith. And we see him as the doctor of the church and he's a father of our faith. And, um, wow. you know, he's like, he's the dude. And, and it's so funny. I mean, to me, I think it's ironic because we don't think of Catholics. A lot of people don't consider Catholics Bible Christians. Um, but I think St. Augustine would be very surprised to hear mm-hmm. that. Like, okay, but here, I said this. Right. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I love that part of this ministry, Elizabeth, too, because it is, I mean, there are beautiful and really well-organized Protestant organizations that promote women's Bible studies of all mm-hmm. kinds. And there really has been a dearth among Catholic communities, I think, oh, of so of resources of this kind. So that's part mm-hmm. of what I was so encouraged when I saw that this ministry was getting started was I was like, okay, <laughs> finally, you know, like when my book, Momnipotent, came out and we put out a study with it, that's not a Bible study, but I can't tell you right. how many people refer to it as a women's Bible a study. Bible and I'm study, like, yeah. well, people really do want that. <laughs> so starving for yeah. studies. And, you know, and I think that I I have watched and, and even spoken to some of the people behind those, those Protestant ministries and what they're doing is amazing, mm-hmm. like truly amazing. Um, but a lot of us are editing, you know, if we're using their their products, we're internally at least editing. Right. Um, because some of it doesn't jive and sun and a lot of it is it's just a really subtle um color of the lens, you know? Mm-hmm. Sure. And how nice would it be to not have to do that? Just to kind of rest comfortably in your own faith tradition and know that, you know, oh, I belong here. Mm-hmm. So um so I'm really hopeful that that we can be that for people um, and that we can grow uh, as and, and people can depend on us, um, you know, that we can work out all these things, these early things of, oh, my gosh, wait, this one just went to press and that one has to go to the graphic designer when? Yeah. And, um, you know, <laughs> like, I'm like, hmm, this is kind of quick, this turnaround time. So, you know, we're not going to be able to provide a, she reads truth, for instance, you know, one follows the other, follows the other, follows the other. But um, we're not going to be able to do that. We don't have the resources that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, I, my hope is that um, it can be very regular in the sense that, you know, we can probably have eight or so a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you'll always know when the next one's coming and what it's going to be and that maybe we can do some things on the website in the interim to kind of maintain the habit mm-hmm. so yeah i think we need this right I think the time definitely so. and and doing it so beautifully too you know i spent a little time looking at the website and the different social media that you have set up for take up and read and it's it's so beautifully you elizabeth because there's such <laughs> there's such a beauty in the photographs and even just you know the fonts used and yeah. I, I think that people are going to be really inspired and encouraged to take on this challenge, hopefully this summer, um, by just checking out that resource. Like, you don't have to be a part of a group. You don't have to leave your house. No. You know, Mm-mm. start where you are. And you don't even have to comment, you know. Like, you can mm-hmm. still read comments and, and never pipe up if you're a person who doesn't pipe up. Right, right. So. Yeah, I love that you can sort of customize it to what your needs are because if somebody is maybe longing to start a bible study in their own community this is a great opportunity where you've got the resources right here to be able to do it be part of an online group that will support you give you the support in that leadership role and begin to do it in real life i mean here at girlfriends i'm always always encouraging people to make those real life connections with other women in their community and i think that's so key i really do and um i i think I, I don't know, maybe maybe you can comment on this, but I think we're seeing that after, you know, about a decade of really immersing in social media and all the things that it can do, there's a real um, longing, maybe, mm-hmm. for more in real life contact and face-to-face conversation. And um, I, I, there'll be, I think there'll be a happy balance. We're going to figure ourselves out. Right. And... And I hope that that we can 
that, and not just about take up and read, but about all our online resources. Our online resources can be the support for our in real life endeavors mm-hmm. instead of the replacement for in real life endeavor. Right. Because I think that's the danger, especially someone who tends to be shy or an introvert, that right. it kind of takes you outside of your comfort zone to make that real right. life connection sometimes. Right. But um, I think it feeds us and supports us and affirms us in a way that nothing else can. You just, you need your real life girlfriends and you don't have to have right. a million of them. Like one, no. or two, one or two people in your life that you, yeah. that are there for you or that you can get together with you know, on a fairly regular basis and share and the heard, things that matter. Yeah, I've heard from people already who have said, oh, my gosh, I have a friend who could really use this book. And they'll, they've bought two mm-hmm. and committed to inviting that friend over to talk. You I know, love it. I love it. Basis. And this book is uniquely designed for that. I mean, that's kind of um, kind of where it came from. It's a it's a really personal book and mm-hmm. a deep, it's a definite leap of vulnerability even for me and I tend to write in a kind of vulnerable way just naturally yes but um you know for the last four or five years I ran an online workshop um called restore mm-hmm. and every year at Lent I'd gather a group of women who were tired or discouraged or burned out and um the goal was to equip them with optimism and hope and um, some tangible tools for healing. Mm-hmm. And this year, because I had written the Bible study for Blessed Is She, there was just kind of a lot of, I mean, honestly, there was some confusion. People were like, wait, are you going to do Restore? You're not going to Restore? And how mm-hmm. does the Blessed Is She journal fit in Restore? And they absolutely ran on parallel tracks. You know, one wasn't written for the other at all. Mm-hmm. But I did a little tiny group um, of women who were, using the Blessed She Journal, but still wanted to kind of tap into some of Restore. And what occurred to me in that process was, boy, we need a Bible study for the hard times. Mm -hmm. We need something that's actually written um, to talk about, to help people find the places in the Bible where God speaks into the downtimes, like mm-hmm. the sad days and the anxious days or even whole seasons that are sad or anxious. Um, and then, you know, with that, I kind of thought, well, even women who tend to generally be without a lot of strife in their lives, you know, the ones who are just perpetually happy, mm-hmm. um, they need to have the words to give to the people around them who are suffering because there is no life that is not touched by suffering. Like, Right. And and the truth is, even if you are one of those perpetually happy people, if you live long enough, I promise you will suffer. Like we all need to know what God says mm-hmm. about hard times. Right. No and, you know, looking through some of the content in um, Consider the Lilies, I, I was struck by that, too, that it's very real. It's a very real kind of writing, the reflections that you share there and mm-hmm. and very vulnerable in a way that I think is truly valuable because when we get together with other women, um, sometimes, you know, there's, there's kind of, we, we, we put up obstacles between ourselves and others out of like self-defense or, you know, a feeling of insecurity. And it's only right. when we kind of let those, those walls come down a little bit, when we can reveal who we truly are, the real challenges that we all face, because you're so right. And yeah. just, just knowing you personally and knowing, you know, your, your life as a mom of nine and now a grandmother, I know you've had your share of heartbreak and challenges and right. everybody does. Everybody has those kinds of moments in their life, those disappointments, maybe those times where they feel like, what the heck, God? Like <laughs> this was exactly. not this was not part of the deal. And and you're so right that Scripture speaks to us in those moments. And um, so, what a beautiful ministry this is to be able to bring that resource to women who might be really, really longing for something like that. And I think you know it's like a okay, I'll go first kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like I and the more you write, and I know you've probably had this experience, but the more you write, and then you connect with the women who are reading your writing, the more you realize that things that you write about that you think are your own experiences are pretty universal. Yes. You know, like, they'll say, oh my gosh, you put words to exactly what was in my head. And I'm like, no, that was my head. <laughs> <laughs> actually, <laughs> but but after a while, you realize that, no, I, actually, we all have a lot of these feelings. And so if somebody is willing to go first, 
right and give voice to those feelings it's kind of like when um like i have a friend whose house is never perfect and i don't mind that at all and then when i go to her house it's all cool you know her mm -hmm. house is never perfect but she's also the person that i most likely to have come to my house without freaking out mm -hmm. because i that she doesn't have an expectation for perfection where you know the friend whose house is always perfect I'm a little scared to have her over to my house yeah yeah exactly so the bar's been the set real high mm -hmm. so if I'm the person who says you know what this is hard and I'm gonna raise my hand right now and admit that yes I have feelings of doubt and I have feelings of what the heck God mm -hmm. and I have feelings of okay nothing is making this better you know then then maybe you can go to and you can hear that. Um, and then you can hear what God has to offer about like lament and things like that. So, um, so I think that was kind of the impetus behind the book. And, um, you know, I thought I, I could, I don't know, I, I could, I could put some of this together. And then I started to dig into what, he has to say mm -hmm. and I thought about um, the people in my life that I love who could really use those words mm -hmm. and then I thought about moments with them and I think you know sometimes well, a lot of times for me um, I have trouble coming up with the right words in the moment I could probably do it if I were by myself in front of a screen and my fingers were doing it but right. in the moment in a conversation with somebody I love particularly a hard conversation like I can't always come up with that. And um, so this book ended up collecting all the careful and thoughtful and well-phrased things that I wish that I could have offered if only I'd been on my toes and really well-versed in scripture and able to articulate things, you know, mm -hmm. like that. So, um, well, I mean, I guess God works outside of time. So I'm hoping that the word <laughs> still fall where he wants them. Exactly. But, yeah. But that's kind of, you know, where it came from. And the, the Consider the Lilies title um, came from um, a period way back. So I'm trying to think how far back. So 1990. Um, and I was 24 and newly married and the mother of a little boy and um, I had cancer, and this was probably like the lowest low, medically speaking. I ended up in the hospital about halfway through mm -hmm. chemotherapy, like no white blood cells, raging infection. Um, and I had a horrible headache, couldn't read, couldn't, you know, the TV, all of it was terrible. And um, this was pre-internet, you know, right. so I could distract myself with much of anything. And I'd been hooked up with a... Um, a woman who had gone through the same cancer, the same treatment two years before I had. And um, I had called an organization that does one-to-one -one mentoring. And I had said, you know, can you find me, you know, somebody who, who had what I had? And, oh, and if she's pregnant, that could be good. If she's had children afterwards, that could be good too. Because they had warned me that I would never have children afterwards. Mm -hmm. and, uh, right. And so we talked on the phone a couple of times and, um, and then I ended up in the hospital and I guess she called my house and my husband, back when people called your house instead of calling your cell phone, <laughs> my husband had told her, you know, what had happened and she called the hospital and she said, you know, what can I do? And I said, well, the woman in the bed next to me has two children who are in middle school and I just heard the doctor come in and tell her she's not going to live. And now she's calling everybody she knows to tell them that she's dying. Oh, my gosh. And I can't lay here and listen to this. And she was like, all right, I'll be there in a few minutes. And uh, she came and she brought a Walkman and she had made a mixtape, like all these anachronisms. I know. I love it. This is like the 80s version of Girlfriends, man. We are killing it today. She, she brought a Walkman and she brought a mixtape of everything Amy Grant. So oh here we are back in the early 90s, yeah. late 80s, early 90s. Everything she rocked those high-waist jeans. Uh, yeah, and the curls. Like, oh, my yeah. gosh. The best. But, um, so, so all of this, like this tape was just full of just basically noise to pump into my brain. And we hadn't had very many faith conversations or anything like that. So mm -hmm. she's taking a pretty big leap. 
right. to show up with Amy Grant on tape. And that was the only option. Like she said, I made you this, put the headphones on and press play and you won't hear anything else. And I did for the next three days, like endlessly on repeat. And Amy Grant has um, a song that just kind of stuck um, in my head. And, um, and the refrain was, you know, consider the lilies of the field and I can't sing it and I'm not even going to try, but <laughs> the, rest of the story's in the book anyway. Right. And, um, and it's just always stuck with me that that, you know, that was a moment that that experience in the hospital was a serious reversion experience for me anyway. That was kind of when I said, all right, God, like I am really, truly at the end of myself. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I can do. I'm totally vulnerable. It, you know, I could be dead tomorrow, literally, you know, there's no white blood cells, there's nothing to fight anything, you know, and do whatever you want. And so this, the, the book kind of starts with that experience. Um, and that those verses from Matthew and, um, and then it actually ends with an experience with you. So they, it's bookended with like, people speaking into another woman's pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and I kind of like that cause I'd like to believe that this book is going to give us the, the words we need to speak into other people's pain. So right. it's all about being a really good girlfriend in a really hard time. Right. Oh, I love that. I, I absolutely love that. And, you know, um, reading that story that actually that I played a, a small part in was just, it was really revealing to me about the power of that relationship we have together as sisters mm-hmm. in Christ, because I'd forgotten all about it. <laughs> no, you know, honestly. Ended up being a play it forward experience because, um, because so, so briefly that experience was when we were writing small steps, um, I was on bed rest for most of that time. I was expecting my ninth baby and I had placenta previa and I'd been warned of like life threatening hemorrhage and, um, small steps has a saint's quote for every day. So like I sat on that bed surrounded by saints books. When you have been warned by every doctor, every grim faced doctor that there's a serious possibility that you could lose life or limb. Um, a lot of times, um, what they worry about with placenta previa is that you'll bleed out enough that you like have to, you lose your legs, mm-hmm. um, or that you just die giving birth even in this day and age. But anyway, um, being surrounded by saints books is a good thing. Um, <laughs> reading all these saints books and, and at one point I was having a conversation with you and I said something like, um, you know, all these all these saints getting ready to die, you know, they, 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 all these saints who have saintly deaths are all like totally at peace. Like, what's the deal? Mm-hmm. Like I am not totally at peace with the idea of dying and I don't know how to get there. And you said, well, you know, maybe you just need to be at peace with the idea of like living on bed rest with nine kids for today. Right. And, and that that grace comes when you need that grace. And, um, and that really stuck with me and, and the grace for what we faced going into that birth definitely was there. But the reason I think it's a pay it forward kind of story is, um, I don't know how many years later I'd have to, I'm not sure how old Jen Fulweiler's youngest or maybe her second youngest, but I wrote about my experience on my blog and Jen contacted me when she was in a really difficult childbirth situation Uh and said you know tell me about this like what are you talking about and I told her about it and she ended up having a really similar experience so it it, the idea that you can speak into someone's life and have the grace to have the words for that moment and then that person can share that experience and it can give somebody else something to hang on to Uh and so and so on and so on. And I think that's, that's really the heart of what I want all of this to be about, you know, you can cover a nugget and pass it on to me and I can find something in it that, that matters in my life and pass it on to the next person. And, you know, we all are better for having 
you know, studied some common language together. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think that's beautiful. And I've experienced it myself um, in, in many different ways that uh, sometimes God uses you in a way that you don't anticipate. And sometimes um, it's not it's it's not your words, you know, that you're actually sharing with somebody. And not to say that, you know, you become possessed or something, but I really do believe that in inside of our, our friendships and our close relationships that the, the Holy Spirit is alive and at work in a unique way when we get together with one another for, for the purpose of supporting and encouraging one another, that um, there's a lot that gets shared there that is not of us. It's not human. It's, and that's why we need it so badly. Yeah, I, I think that's really true. And I, um, you know, we can be, we can be his hands and his feet. We can be his voice too, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I, I think that's really, that's really kind of where this all, like the little germ of a seed that began it. And then, you know, where I want it to grow, just with real intention towards, towards being that for one another. Right. Now, okay, so I'm hearing in Take Up and Read a real prescription, I want to call it, for let's call her the modern disillusioned or distracted woman. <laughs> that, you know, and that we, we're all that woman at some point in our lives, you know, as you described your own journey with regard to your own personal Bible study, you know, sometimes you're away from it. And, and sometimes you, you feel that call toward it. So I'm thinking many people who are part of our community here at Girlfriends can relate to that idea of wanting wanting something more, wanting to do something more with regard to their, their faith lives. And I, I'm hearing this prescription for that in Take Up and Read, which is one part scripture and one part friendship or community. Am I missing another element? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to do the study with you and find out. <laughs> I think right now, yeah, you know, it's it's scripture and, and it's friendship. And I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be intentional like you don't have to do this study with a friend you can certainly do it all by yourself and mm-hmm. um and lots of people will and it can stand alone that way but even if you do it all by yourself i think it'll change and shape the way you are a friend mm-hmm. to people um it'll change your heart for people who are suffering even if you do it alone so so yeah it's it's scripture and and it's it's about God's words of consolation, but it's also about our our words of consolation, equipping mm-hmm. us to be So I love it. I love it. Great. Okay, so again, the, the website is takeupandread.org. We'll have that linked up in the show notes. Wonderful opportunity to grow a little bit, challenge yourself a little bit, take on something new in your spiritual life this summer. The summer is a great time to shift your routine, change what you do each day, shift what you're doing with your prayer life. It's so it's a wonderful time of renewal, and this is a great opportunity to do exactly that. So again, takeupandread.org, and we'll have it linked up in the show notes as well as all of the good stuff Elizabeth Foss is putting out there. We'll have all of her social media linked up on there, her website and all of her different book projects and how you can order your copy of Consider the Lilies. Elizabeth, thank you so much for spending some time here with me today. It's been so lovely catching up with you. It has been wonderful. Well, we'll have to have you again sometime because you're such a dear friend to me, IRL and and otherwise. And uh, so I'm so happy to have this excuse for us to connect. So God bless you in all that you're doing. And thank you so much for your encouragement here today. Thank you very much. God bless. I just love Elizabeth. Like I said, she's been sort of a mentor to me throughout my mothering years and um, always happy to have her share her newest things she's working on. She has such a joy and a passion for especially encouraging women, encouraging mothers in particular. She has a real gift for doing that. So I hope you will check out the study, Take Up and Read at takeupandread.org and check out Consider the Lilies, which I think you can just get on Amazon through the link that's going to be in the show notes and do it on your own if you don't want to be part of a group or if you don't want to um, participate in all that Take Up and Read has to offer. You could just do the journal through this summer. It's a wonderful opportunity for you to grow in your faith this summer. Like we talked about a few episodes back, summer is a good opportunity for that. Mix it up. Try something new. This is a great opportunity for that. 
Okay, moving on to some feedback. I received a lot of feedback from our most recent episode where I was talking about ways to move throughout your day. It was kind of fun hearing um, a lot on social media about people sharing what they do or the fact that in the moment while they were listening to the podcast, it inspired them to get up and walk around or go up and down the stairs and or pace in their office or whatever it was. So I think that's great. And I love all the ideas that you shared. One in particular that I wanted to share here was from Anne on Instagram, who uh, wrote me a little note and said, I just finished your podcast about moving more. All great ideas. I started doing just 10 push-ups a day in January. Each month, I've added 10 more. So being June, I'm doing 60 a day. Wow, this is so amazing. Um, some on my knee, on my toes, but mostly on my knees, and my arms have never looked better. To make sure I get it done each morning while I am watching Instagram stories, I love this, um, that's when I do my push-ups. Thanks for all the great work you do. I, I like that, and I especially like the idea of attaching something that maybe otherwise would be a time waster for you as sort of a reward that you get to pair that activity with. And wow, um, 60 push-ups a day, pretty darn impressive. <laughs> so you can see where just starting small can lead to uh, bigger things. I also heard from uh, listener Melissa who had this to share. Hey, Danielle, it's Melissa. Um, just calling in in regards to the podcast from this week. Um, one thing that I try and do at work, um, and I guess in some ways I have a luxury of the way that my office is set up, but whenever I have to go to the restroom, I always walk up a flight of stairs because the stairs happen to be um, close to where the restroom is, and the restrooms are all in the same spot um, on each floor. So that's one thing that I do is I try and, you know, walk up one flight of stairs and then we do have two buildings. So on the second floor, um, I have, there's a sky bridge that goes over the other building. So sometimes I walk up a flight and then I walk over to the other building and then come back. And sometimes that's just even a nice, like five minute mental break. And we have escalators right by where the stairs are. And you know what? Those people on the escalators, they only beat me by like, five or 10 seconds. I mean, they're, I'm literally like, they go into the bathroom, I'm walking in right behind the people that were on the escalator. So I'm really, you know, you really don't save that much time in my case, riding the escalator. Um, you're only saving yourselves a couple seconds and I get the exercise by walking up the stairs. So anyway, great podcast as always, Danielle. Thanks so much and have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you for sharing that. And great job, Melissa. I, that's exactly the sort of thing that I'm talking about. Just maybe not everybody has an office space that's set up the way that yours is, but use your own unique circumstances. Be inspired by Melissa and her proactive thinking and her creative ways. Just use your space creatively. Look for ways that you can add more steps to your day, add more movement to your day. It really is that simple and it really does start that small. So thank you for that. That's very inspiring, Melissa. Uh, next up, I wanted to share some uh, feedback that I recently got from MT by email. Um, she was responding to the recent podcast about how to handle criticism. She says, hi, Danielle. I have been your fan for a while and have listened to your girlfriend's podcast off and on since you started. I just listened to the episode about how to handle criticism from back in May. I wanted to thank you for the wise and warm advice you give. Many times I've been grateful for your wisdom, and today I was especially grateful. I am going through a rocky patch in my marriage where I have been very criticized by my husband for many things. I know that this is a source that I have to listen to, but your tips of taking the opportunity to grow and move the heck on are just what I needed to hear. It's hard to change, and when you are angry or upset at the person who's asking it of you, it's even harder. Also, it's hard not to wallow and feel like the victim. Moving on is hard when the way forward is unclear, but it's bad to sit and stagnate in the hard time. Thank you for reading my rambling email. Not rambling at all, MT. God bless you and your work. Thank you for being there to encourage and inspire someone like me. Well, thank you for that, MT. That's very encouraging to know that it's helpful to you, the stuff that I share here at Girlfriends. And I want to take this opportunity to invite listeners to please join me in praying for MT and praying for her marriage. 
what you're sharing there is not an uncommon thing. We do go through rough patches in our marriage and our relationships, and it really can be very challenging to change. And what you say about being asked to change and you're angry and you're hurt and you're you're feeling like a victim, totally understand that. And those are very human reactions to an unpleasant or challenging situation. So we're, I don't know exactly what's going on with you guys, but I'm going to pray for you and the success of your marriage and pray for you to be closer to one another and closer to God through your relationship. So everyone, please, we have such a great prayerful community here at Girlfriends. Join me in praying for MT and her husband in their marriage. And before we end up the uh, feedback portion of the podcast, I just want to share about one kind of feedback that's especially helpful. And I haven't mentioned it recently, but iTunes reviews. I know. I know. <laughs> you're probably listening to this while you're running or you're driving in your car or whatever, and it's not a convenient time. But if at all possible, it is so very helpful to have those iTunes reviews. The reason being that iTunes kind of decides whose eyes they're going to put your podcast in front of, partially based on those ratings and reviews, and also the subscription number. So if you're not already a subscriber, please hit that subscribe button. Also, if you haven't rated and reviewed the podcast on iTunes, I would really appreciate it. It really makes a difference in getting the word out about girlfriends and spreading the word to new potential listeners and new potential members of our girlfriends community here. If you don't listen on iTunes, uh, if you don't have an account there to leave feedback there, leave a review there, please do so on whatever you use, whether it's Stitcher or Google Play, or if you just listen online, you could share on social media. It really makes a difference. It really helps. Word of mouth is huge. That's how I decide what I listen to. If a real person that I know in real life recommends it, you can bet I'm going to check it out. So uh, I'm just asking you to Give me that kind of feedback this week. If you can, spare a moment and share a review or a promotion a link to the podcast in whatever way is possible for you. Thank you so much for that. I also want to thank Ascension Press for partnering with me to bring you this week's episode of Girlfriends. It's been wonderful working with the people over there at Ascension. And in that, um, I am going to be beginning our Momnipotent study online that I mentioned a couple of weeks back that you were able to sign up for a lottery for. The participants have been selected and have been communicated with, so you know who you are, and I'm looking forward to getting to know you. And I'll share some of uh, how the study is going here on the podcast each week, because I'm really looking forward to the important topics we're going to be talking about in the Momnipotent study that we're going to do, but also just that connection with other women who want to share about the important things in life, want to share about their, their work and their relationships and their identity as children of God. I think it's such an important conversation for us to have. And so I'll be bringing some of that, hopefully, here to the Girlfriends podcast in the coming weeks. And lastly, I just want to thank you. Thank you for being here, for showing up, and for sharing this time with me here at Girlfriends. I'm so grateful for your presence and your participation here. So thank you for that. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week.